0: Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast episode number 205. I'm
0: Schmitty. I'm Colin. I'm Zonner.
1: And I'm Zook. And uh, you are in a treat. Uh, you're in for a treat. You're in, you're in, not a, treat? in a treat? Actually, You're not actually they in a treat, actually. How get in there? Big. good. You're not in they end a up baked in like, good, but you're in for a baked good. It was a I mean, horrible no, Willy
0: Wonka not. accident.
1: <laughs> 22 seconds in, and I've totally oh. screwed this up. Uh, last week, we were all together, and that was one of probably one of the most fun episodes we've ever recorded. We are back in our own separate basements, except for Colin, who was, evidently never goes home. It could be um, a basement. So perhaps <laughs> this episode is not going to be as fun. But maybe not. We don't know. I don't know. We're I got a lot of by- rage
0: built up today. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, we can tell <laughs> uh we're brought to you by our friends over at TrekRadio.net, KryptonRadio.com, openbookaudio.com radio kscr stitcher.com and 4814.com we need to start ditching some sponsors guys <laughs> i'm running out of breath saying all these well, i just had this
2: uh image of you know when one of our sponsors ditch us and you'll still keep doing that out of memory you'll keep saying just giving them free advertising
1: to out of like habit <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, we are brought to you this week by a lot of caffeine, uh, by a lot of good headlines. Let's get into them. But before we do, we got some feedback. Uh, First feedback comes from Nathan. He writes, in the latest episode, uh, you commented that you think Sony might be in trouble. Uh, Just uh, a bit of clarification there, Nathan. I think we've been saying Sony's in trouble for almost a year now. Um, I heard rumor that Disney was already in negotiations to buy at least part of Sony. That is why the compromise was was made with Spider-Man with no money exchanged. However, this is rumor only from a highly educated reporter who follows this type of stuff closely. It is only rumor. Thanks, Nathan. Nathan, I think you are referring to Dr. Squishy there uh, from the <laughs> Moving Picture Show. He is highly educated. He is very educated, uh, and he did stress it was only rumor, but yes, the rumor is that Disney is looking to take on a large chunk of Sony Pictures, um, which, I don't know, I think that'd be good, personally.
0: They can't do anything worse than what Sony's doing. Mm -hmm.
1: First rule of business, we're getting rid of Adam Sandler.
0: (laughs) Okay. No, 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 no. Can't do that.
1: I don't mean like permanently. It's not going to be like a mob hit or something.
0: Adam Sandler's awesome. Why would you even say such a horrible thing?
1: Adam Sandler movies lose money for Sony Pictures every single
0: time they do it. But they're good movies. And it's not his fault that people just have no taste. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't tell if you're trolling me or
1: not. Because <laughs> I'm like ready to jump into an argument with Jack and Jill. And and then I realize, wait a minute, this is his honor we're talking to. Did
0: you see Blended? I did not. Blended was awesome.
1: If Blended was awesome, it's only because Terry Crews was in it.
0: He was pretty awesome.
1: See? Terry Crews makes everything he's in awesome. (laughs) From commercials to exploding movies. Zona, you had some feedback too, right? Yes,
0: this feedback comes from Ashley. Uh, She says, First, I wanted to tell you that Zook's comment, uh, quote, Well, your mom has been married a lot, made me laugh so loud. Still makes me laugh. You guys are hilarious together. There was an episode where Zook said the term city slicker. Wow, who says that anymore? Is he 60 or does he live on a dude ranch? Whoever hasn't had sex in three years, uh, that would be Colin. Maybe you should all start a GoFundMe <laughs> to get him like a date or a hooker.
1: I'm not sure that's legal in
3: our I state, actually. I don't think it is. I don't think I would necessarily want to go for that either. Maybe, Maybe uh, if you have recommendations on women between the ages of 20 to 28 that no are lds and looking for love then let me know if we're using just
2: the money to like, it fix there. him up or something there's still not enough money around to to help him out oh,
1: oh ouch. well really? you know i don't think you can use a crowdfunding uh thing but maybe you can use one of the services we're going to talk about later in the show <laughs> just just saying <laughs> <laughs> all head. right. Well, into our headlines. And we got to start with the elephant in the room, the elephant that we still don't even fully know all the details on. But we need to at least address it today, Thursday, the 26th, when we're recording this. The FCC passed, unsurprisingly, um, their net neutrality proposal. Now, uh, some people have said it's only eight pages long. Some people have said it's well over 300 Uh, A lot of disinformation has been going back and forth on both sides, and to be perfectly honest, um, we don't even agree on what it is and what it's addressing here on the panel. But there are some things that all four of us feel very strongly that you, our audience, should understand, because there's been a lot of disinformation in the media, and we kind of need to help set you straight. Just, um, just
0: before you get going real quickly, Zook. Sure, yeah. Jeep Pai, who is one of the FCC commissioners, I believe it was yesterday, tweeted out a picture of him holding the actual regulation. It's over 300 pages. It's not eight pages. Yeah.
1: He's also the guy who said that it's, like, we could go into this as much as we wanted, but I don't trust him. Anyway, that that aside, uh, net neutrality, what is it? Why does it sound so boring? And trust us, we all understand it is Boring. Have you seen one of those C-SPAN arguments on net neutrality? It's boring by C-SPAN standards. <laughs> it's like there's no wonder people have not been following on it. But, but here's what it is in theory, by definition anyway. Well, actually, let me give you an example of why net neutrality first started. Back in the day, before Comcast rebranded some things to Xfinity, people started noticing that if you had Comcast, Hulu... And Netflix, which was just starting up back then, and YouTube were sometimes throttled. That they couldn't get, they couldn't stream videos very well. But they'd go to Comcast's fan. You remember that oh, when yeah. they had the fan, uh, that worked perfectly, just fine. And also, the, you, you couldn't, you couldn't see things online that you could normally see through either the fan or Comcast's own channel offerings. Well, it turned out Comcast was throttling people, not with their hands around your neck though it felt like it. They were limiting your access to certain content that they wanted you to get through them instead. Um, that's bad, right? I think we can all agree that's not what you want. Um, it's happened even more so in past years when Netflix was forced to pay out the nose for special treatment from Comcast. And once they did that, what do you know, uh, their connection to Comcast started working again. And and was eight times better than before. So Yeah. Who knew, right? Go fig. Uh, so what has happened is that telecom companies, it's not just Comcast, not to put them in the crosshairs. Really, they should share the crosshairs with everyone. They've been kind of abusing their access to your internet, throttling what they don't want you to go to and giving preferential treatment to partners or people who have paid them. Kind of like a mafia. Net neutrality is designed, and we have to stress that this is what it is by design. Um, Net neutrality is to say that all access on the internet is equal or neutral. So even though Schmidty has Comcast, he could pull up a video on a competitor's website and it would run just as fast as if he pulled up a, all things being equal, it'd be just as fast as if he pulled up a video on Comcast's site, right? We can all agree on that? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, Schmidty, you had a really good observation before we started here that there's actually two Two ways to achieve this, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. There's two ways that I see that net neutrality can be taken at or can be achieved, and one is with heavy regulation, um, and the other way is without regulation, which is the way we've been doing it for the past 30 years.
1: Yeah, now, the without the regulation we've been doing with that for the past 30 years, not because it was voted on, but because it never existed. Honest, <laughs> it never existed, yeah. It was like no one had sat down and said, hey, you know this new World Wide Web thing? You know, we should probably put some rules to it. So that never happened. So it's been kind of the wild, wild west.
2: Which is why Comcast was able to do what they did, because there was no regulation about it. But on the other hand, if, everyone, if all the companies together just agreed on net neutrality, we wouldn't need regulations.
1: But it's right. not going to happen. And that's, that's kind of where we're at now. Now, the big political debate... Um, is that this new FCC proposal follows the regulation side, the the regulation route that Schmidty mentioned, and locks everything down so much that the government will be in control. The FCC contends that no, um, their proposal simply sets guidelines saying what companies can and can't do. It doesn't necessarily regulate things down for us, the end users. To be perfectly honest, and if anyone tells you otherwise... They don't know yet either, or they know and they're just not legally allowed to tell you. We don't know yet which way this goes. And the reason for that is is because, and this happens with all FCC rulings, FCC rulings are not released to the public until two weeks after they are put into effect. Typically speaking, they're put into effect 30 days after they are ruled. So that's where I'm getting that six-week figure from. It's going to take about four weeks for it to go into effect, and then two weeks after that, they'll release the, the, the ruling to the public. So, until then, people, for the next six weeks, I beg of you to just hold off on, I heard this, and this is what net neutrality is, and so on and so forth, because the four of us just told you, probably me, because I was talking more, but... <laughs> But that is what net neutrality is supposed to mean. That is the definition of net neutrality. And if anyone tells you net neutrality means oppression or means regulation, they are misinformed. Now, that doesn't, and I see Zahner raising his hand there, and I'm going to give this to him, that doesn't mean that that isn't what they have passed in the name of net neutrality. But again, we don't know for sure yet. Go ahead, Sorry, I'm not trying to, no, not trying no, to kill your, I understand, your argument. I
0: understand I'm trying really hard not to have my head explode here, because the only thing that concerns me more than government involvement in anything, especially the internet, are the words, George Lucas's director's cut. <laughs> 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 oh, you know what we should
1: get, Zoner? We should get him, like, Comcast Internet, the George Lucas edition.
0: Oh. Okay, next thing. <laughs> Just stack the hate. <laughs> I've got to have a stroke I've, I've on this show. I've heard with the
3: FCC regulations that we all get free copies of Star Wars the Christmas Special. <laughs> I've already got one.
1: That's how you know it's an evil bill. I've That's already got, got one. Just uh, the
2: digital copy that you can stream, and it will be throttled.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it'll pause for buffering every, every couple of seconds. Every, no. every
0: time you go onto YouTube, you're just going to hear... Now, Schmidty, you talked about a few minutes ago how one of the ways that you could have "quote unquote" true net neutrality is through heavy government regulation, and you just alluded to that as well, Zook. Not now, heavy government, just
2: regulation in general.
0: I mean, I think you said heavy government regulation, but whatever. It's neither here nor okay. there. Um, I feel like an. Oh, we can check it in post. Yeah, I feel like an <laughs> ombudsman here, sitting here fact-checking everything. Um, But if you stop and think about it, you cannot have genuine freedom of expression in anything, whether it be Internet, freedom of speech, whatever. You cannot have genuine freedom when you have the government monitoring you. Because in that case, you have an overseer or a censor who's prepared to immediately shut down any threats to the state. It can't happen.
2: You're right. I,
1: I think but, we're confusing some issues here, uh, Schmidinka?
2: Yeah. So, so when I when I mean regulation, or when I say regulation, I mean regulation to the ISPs. We're not it, true net neutrality will not will never happen with regulation to the user. Um, regulation has to happen at the ISP level, since that's who provides your your bandwidth.
0: But who's to right. who's to prevent the government from going in and saying, "Oh, you can't allow this website to have." We're, the full access, you know. Yeah, no,
2: no one is. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's the only way we're going to have net neutrality through regulation. So,
1: I, I right. don't think regulation. And, and, and will I need give to bring. It. I need to bring some historical context to this too before we. Move onks. Like I said, we got a lot of headlines here, and we don't want to go too deep into the well. But this has been done before, twice before that I was able to find. And unfortunately, we kind of have a limited scope of reference. But if you go back twenty years, the FCC got into this fight with uh, with t- telephone companies. Uh, okay, AT and didn't want to give up the rights to fax and internet access. It used to be that they wanted to charge you to use a fax machine. Because, hey, that's data service. It's not phone service. It's data service. And they actually charged you for a fax plan if you had a fax machine. Uh, And if you wanted to get on the Internet, you had to use one of their modems, and they charged you Internet time in addition to whatever your ISP was back then. And the SEC had to come in and say, no, you're a phone service. You're providing phone service. It doesn't matter what they're putting over the phone line. It's phone service. You're not allowed. And if it weren't for that ruling, uh, it is safe to say that the Internet revolution of the 90s would have been much different because no one would have been able to use their own modems. Even longer before that, back in the day, again, AT&T said that all phones had to be from AT&T. You know, you go back uh, and you find those old phones from the '70s or whatnot, and they'll have the Ma Bell or the U.S. West or the the AT&T Bell Labs logo on it, and it's because those phones came from the phone company. It wasn't because they made the best phones. It's because they said you can't use our service unless you also buy our hardware, and the FCC had to come in and say no. That's not right. So long as they make a phone that's compatible, so long as it follows all guidelines, people can use whatever equipment they want, and you have to support it. So this has happened before. We could call it phone neutrality. We could call it modem and fax neutrality. There just wasn't the same spotlight on it. Now, all this being said, again, we don't know which route the FCC has taken this way, and we won't know for six weeks. Either way, I'm still going to be on the internet. I'd rather cut off my own hand than go without it. Not True my that. typing hand.
0: If, if you like your hand, you can keep your hand, Zook. Oh, that's that's awesome. <laughs> that's good. No, you know. Okay, we, you say that we have a very limited uh, historical scope of this, but if you look throughout history, generally, when government gets inv- involved, everything goes to hell really fast.
1: And 100% of the time, when companies try and dictate policy to the population, everything goes to hell. The, the,
2: the technology dies faster than...
1: Yeah. So, I get <laughs> I get it. Newton. Okay? <laughs> it's lesser of two evils, rock a hard place, and we're right there. Yeah. So, we just need to see which route we're taking, and we won't know for a while. We got to move on, because we're already a quarter of the way into the show, and we got another big headline, which Schmitty has just been chomping at the bit to get to, okay. even when he's... St- yeah, yeah, he forgot what it was for a second, and now he remembers. Schmidty, take it. Okay, well, which one are you talking about, YouTube or Pebble? Take your Pebble, pick. <laughs> Pebble, the one where you were giving us the live to the minute <laughs> updates. I was,
2: I was uh, bugging these guys all day yesterday, Wednesday, and all day today, just updating them with um, where the Pebble Kickstarter is. Uh, the Pebble Time Kickstarter started on the twenty. I, I would like
1: to point out. Schmidty actually stressed when Kickstarter didn't update for him and he couldn't give us an update.
3: <laughs> I'm kind of glad my Hangouts chat was muted for the last two days.
2: <laughs> well, I did stop giving updates after I realized no one cared. cared. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the Pebble Time Kickstarter campaign opened uh, the morning of the 24th, um, and they had their goal of $500,000 within 17 minutes they had that goal and within less than an hour, they passed a million dollars. Um, and I, I sat there and I watched it progress. Um, and they they are now up to 10.7 million. It is now the second most funded campaign on kickstarter.com. It has surpassed the original, um, pebble watch, which raised 10.2 million in 31 days. And, and keep in mind, it has 29 days to go, it's, and it's at it, it, 10 points.
1: It so. also just surpassed that Exploding Kittens game that The Oatmeal did.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, so, and that was a funny thing, too, because uh, um, as soon as it surpassed Exploding Kittens, which raised $8.7 million, um, Matthew Inman, um, the guy from The Oatmeal, he tweeted Pebble saying, hey, we've, I've got the greatest idea for a Kickstarter campaign, Exploding Pebble. <laughs> this will break all the records. So that, that was pretty hilarious. Um,
1: now now there's an elephant in the room with this one too. And Zoner, you brought it up this morning when chatting with Schmidt. I was still driving into work, but I was I was looking down at the conversation as it happened. Not that I use my phone in the car, people. Just just saying, <laughs> hands free. You're it
2: you're your dictating your texts,
1: yeah. <laughs> Which is why they always come across badly. But this wasn't a. I don't even know how to say this honor how would you put it it's not a true kickstarter in that it was a startup right
0: yeah well generally aren't kickstarters there to get the funding to do something and then once you have the money you do the thing and it happens they've already yeah. got the money they're already in production they're coming out next month yeah they- this was more of a
1: pre-order yeah, yeah just,
0: it felt like more of a pre-order, and they were using Kickstarter to market it, which I don't know that I really have a problem with. I just wouldn't say it's a true Kickstarter campaign.
1: I, I have a problem with it if, and this is a big if, and, and I should we should all point out, too, that this is not against Kickstarter's terms of service. It was... Kickstarter once said very famously, we are not a pre-order service. This is only for, and it's exactly what Zonner said, but like two years ago, I think, when Indiegogo came out and started taking some of their Steam, they changed their tune and said, we don't really care. (laughs) You know, so long as it's legal, we'll take it. Here is my only reason I would not be fine with this, is if you didn't know that this was what Zonner said, more of a pre-order and you're thinking hey i want pebble to succeed i think this would be really really awesome i don't have a lot i'm going to give them 50 bucks that's not enough for a pebble right that's not enough for a perk to get a new pebble time um and you think you are donating money to help out this project start up so they can do something great and sure maybe in that way you didn't read the full thing but in that way it seems a little bit disingenuous
2: yeah, it does, and and if any other company were to try this, it um it would come off that way and probably wouldn't get funded. But seeing how Pebble got started on Kickstarter, it makes sense for them to come back and market this way because most of their fans know them through Kickstarter, um, and it's it's kind of it's their home for lack of a better they're, term. They're basically
3: so. thinking the community of, of what they, yeah. where they started and honoring it and keeping it in that same location. Yeah,
1: I, I I get that. And again, I don't have a solid argument against it. I think I'm kind of a zoner in this camp where it's like, I don't know if I have a problem with it, but I don't know. It just seems weird. It's kind of like um, there was a movie recently that was funded out of Kickstarter. I think it was Zach Braff. Yes. Um, yeah. And he raised $3 million in Kickstarter to make a horrible movie. <laughs> Um, and I'm not saying that personally. Like, it, it bombed. It got horrible reviews. The problem is is that Zach Braff has $18 million in assets.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was kind of... And people saw it then, too. It's like, wait a minute. This is your project, and you actually have the funds. So why didn't you just do it? Did you not believe in it? You know, why, why is it on us to fund your movie? And I can't kind of get past that feeling the same way about Pebble. I get what you're saying. Pebble's Home is on Kickstarter. It's where people know it. But Pebble is not hurting for money.
2: No. They're not, they are they just, just sold Apple their millionth money. unit just a couple yeah. of weeks ago. So. Yeah, and
0: was it you, Zook, who said, what if Apple did their iWatch this way?
2: Yeah, I, I brought that up, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, you you brought that up. I think that people would be up in arms about it, but oh, yeah, they're they embracing would. Pebble. I, Aside I from don't... the
2: fact that Apple would never do that. But.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, if you had an established company, which Pebble is any other company it would be a very different situation i think
1: Uh, apple would do that and the perk when you give a thousand dollars is that makes you eligible to buy an apple watch for only two (laughs) thousand (laughs) dollars it's a discount you know
3: i i think they would just throw in an apple sticker (laughs) so you can make any watch an apple here's a complimentary (laughs) sticker that comes with all your macbooks
0: already look i have an iCar. They'd give you one of those, like, um, Apple genius shirts that, you know, that they wear at their Apple stores so that you could go hang out there and pretend to, like, be a genius and pick up chicks or something.
2: Apple fanboys already do that. Hey.
0: <laughs> oh, that's
2: right. You guys
3: are going to be knocking me when I get my Apple shirt. Well,
2: no, I, I, I've i <laughs> gone to an Apple store and I've been approached by someone that wasn't a genius, someone that didn't didn't work there and was asking me if I needed help. <laughs> I'm like, do you work here? <laughs> no, I just want to help. Okay, then. <laughs> Pulled out my... Tell me about well, your well, issues. I've,
3: <laughs> I've, I've done that before, but only in Walmart, because the Walmart associate that was trying to help in electronics did not understand wireless equipment worth crap <laughs> and was trying to sell
0: some little Belkin... Whereas I, I try like, not to nope. make
1: eye contact with people in Walmart.
0: <laughs> you know, Colin, I actually did that in Walmart, too. Somebody was... Talking to some pa- some patients, some people about um, Roku's, and he had no clue what he was talking about. And I uh, know Roku very well, so I chimed in. Yeah,
3: I. He loves if, him some Roku. If
0: I see someone like an associate in a store
3: that's giving wrong information, I make it a point to go and correct them. It's it's kind of a a dickish move, but I mean,
2: well, people gotta know.
3: Exactly. They. Yeah. It's, it, you're just don't mess with so. me, man.
1: I have a podcast. I know what I'm <laughs> right? talking about. I got
3: a podcast. Listen here. Nominated. All five of our listeners will say. But yeah, like there was someone who was trying to sell uh, a Kindle in Fred Myers, and they were, they were just like, oh, yeah, your kids can play all their games on this. This will be the perfect device. And it was the same price as an iPad, and I'm just like, no, no, you don't want a Kindle. Your kids are barely even going to be reading.
0: You're like, it's a paper white.
3: Yeah. No.
1: Uh, hey, and you know rant. what? <laughs> um, yeah, we, speaking of Google a bit, Google and Apple, um, Google released a couple things for us this week, and it was kind of cool. First off, they released a new YouTube app. Uh, and about freaking time, because this is a YouTube kids app. Yeah. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm so, so excited
2: for this. I mean, this is their first app that they built from the ground up exclusively for kids and and you can tell it works really seamlessly um and my kids love it uh they they've spent hours on it already and my daughter even said i, I love 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 this and like she says love three times it's, it's serious when she says it three times <laughs> she's like i can just keep watching these videos and that- and it just keeps giving me more videos.
1: <laughs> now, we should say, point out why this is different in the videos it gives because it's actually videos that meet certain criteria. They're curated. Yeah, they're, they're curated videos. They can't just go and randomly find, you know, some of the well, let's be honest, we all know what's on YouTube. Um mm-hmm. And, and this way our kids can't randomly stumble across it. Uh, if I remember, I haven't installed this myself yet, so Schmitty will have to correct me if I'm wrong, and I, and I may very well be wrong, but I don't believe there's even the free search capability. It's kind of like you can browse through categories and different videos, but...
2: You can enable the search setting. There is a search setting, but it only gives you search results from their curated set of videos.
1: So right, so you you couldn't take it, go into the, uh, the the YouTube Kids app and, and look up Kitten Gets Squished by Steamroller... No, (laughs) and and find it. I mean, you could do it. You'd be sick, but um, you wouldn't find it because they they don't have a video like that in. Um, they don't have that in their curated section. And what's more is, you can also set time limits. So after so long, the kid has to the the kid's done. They they can't go on. Yeah. Yeah. So they can be. So the YouTube app can be the bad guy.
2: Yeah. What's what's really cool about it, the, the thing that just adds a little more flair to it is there's you can enable background music to the app, so when they're not in a video, there's still this, this lullaby-ish background music that's just...
3: Something that's just like kind of keeping them zoned in still. Yeah. Doesn't, not doesn't, us play best doesn't sway bad. their attention.
1: Until you play it backwards when it's just like, buy Google, <laughs> bye Android, <laughs> Google rules, yeah. we hate Microsoft.
3: Yeah. Oh, gosh, that just sent me, like, back into high school. When <laughs> Whenever um, our Windows XP systems would shut down in our computer science class, the teacher would sing, Windows is crap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he was a Linux buff. As awesome as YouTube Kids is, I I have only one gripe with it. Um, to get into the parental settings, it's it's not like it's not password protected with your account or anything. It's not tied to your account in any way. So to get in the parent in the to the parental settings, and uh, let me open it up on my phone just to so I don't get this. Do, do you have wrong. to like
1: give a blood sample or? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Did you say
0: parental? Parental. Okay, parental. <laughs> that that's better. That's so, less grading. So what on it my does? Ears. It
2: says you, when you you click the the little. Uh, lock icon in the corner, open the parental, parental, <laughs> perinatal, prenatal, <laughs> prenatal. <laughs> and, it, oh and it says to access, please enter the following numbers. And then they, they spell out the numbers for you, two, three, four, nine. So, so, you know, it takes someone with a certain level of intelligence to to translate that into actual numbers. Um, the problem is, what if, what if your kid's really smart? <laughs> if they can start reading numbers and realize, oh, I just have to punch in those four numbers, now I have access
1: to the parent. Well, see, and I, I would hope that they have the ability to to up that security because I don't want my 9- or 11-year-old on full-fledged YouTube either, and they could definitely yeah. get past that.
2: Well, that's that's the thing, though. I mean, like, it, it's just an app. It doesn't lock them in the app. So if, if your 9-year-old wants to get full-fledged YouTube, they'll just go to the full-fledged YouTube app that's installed on your phone, right? So it, it, it doesn't lock them down to anything. The only, the only thing that the... Uh, parental settings gives you is you know turn on and off search, turn on and off the background setting, turn on the timer, things like that. So
1: Well, I bet you if you use this in conjunction with Lollipop's pinned screen feature and if you don't know what that is, it basically means that you can pin a screen and the person is stuck in that app.
2: Yeah, like a guest mode or a kid mode. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so that would work well. That's a good point. Um, also from Google News this week, um, they acquired some interesting technology from A former terrorist group. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, You guys remember that e-wallet called ISIS, now called SoftCard? Well, SoftCard and Google Wallet were going head-to-head against each other for quite a while there. In fact, I remember there was that huge drama where T-Mobile wanted SoftCard, and and who was it? Verizon wanted Google Wallet, and AT&T kept switching back and forth, or maybe I'm screwing them up. But it was was a mess. Yeah, it was a mess. And um, where SoftCard was accepted, Google Wallet wasn't. But SoftCard was only accepted in two states. And
2: For a while, I couldn't use Google Wallet on my Verizon phone. It was a mess.
1: Yeah, it, it, was, it was a big mess. So imagine our surprise this week when it turns out that Google Wallet will be launching by default on phones from T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT&T because they've acquired technology in a partnership with SoftCard. Methinks they're a little bit scared of Apple Pay. Yeah. I don't think they have any reason to be, but I think this is what ca- is causing it. I think yeah. they're... Yeah.
2: So, and, and this this is kind of interesting because a lot of people have been reporting that Google bought SoftCard, but that's not the case. It may be the case coming down the line, but currently it's just that they've acquired technology and intellectual property of SoftCard. So, they're, they're in some kind of partnership to allow
0: this to
1: happen.
2: It, they don't officially own them yet. So.
1: Right, right. Yet I like how you threw that in there. Yet. yet. <laughs> yet.
0: Yeah, I was going <laughs> to so ask <them> <laughs> how long is it until Google actually just says enough of this and buys them out completely?
1: I think they'll probably try and take control of at least three or four more patents. You know, completely defang them. Say, look, we're already using everything that makes you you. Why don't you just get bought?
0: Hmm. <laughs> Here's $12 uh, billion. Dollars. It's probably <laughs> one of
2: those things where they, they're they in talks to for Google to buy them. Uh, but in order to get things off the ground quicker, they had to do this partnership first while they're working on the purchase deal? I don't know. That, that's that, a guess. That's,
1: that's probably a fair assumption. I think it's a fair assumption to just sort of assume that Google is in talks to buy everyone you know. <laughs> okay? You're at the Jiffy Lube getting an oil change. There's a good chance Google is in talks to buy Jiffy Lube. Jiffy that Lube. specific one, you know. <laughs> Jiffy just Lube saying. or
2: Quaker State or both. <laughs>
1: yeah. No. Um, oh, jeez google in the oil industry that's something we don't need oh, boy. um uh, other google news they decided to expand p- ponium to go year round that is not a brony convention <laughs> just gotta stress that <laughs> um i've never said it out loud till just now i've always seen it written or i've written it myself i've never said it out loud oh, and yeah. as soon as i did that was the first thing that came to mind because we understand
3: it's it's a furry it's,
2: convention it's, we understand Aww. it's spelled P W N I U M. We pungie. understand that P W N is pwn, as in like I'm owning you. I'm yeah, as in okay. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just, I'm digging my hole. I'm not gonna <laughs> be able to climb yes. out of that one. So
1: yes, yes, you are. Okay, so what it is? <laughs> every year, Google hosted a conference where they invited hackers to come in and try and exploit Google code and show where bugs were. And if you did, if you could do that, you'd get a prize. Well, they've decided to go year-round and open it up to everyone. They say that this was because they want people to bring the bugs forward to give them the ability to fix them faster versus finding one and sitting on it throughout the entire year waiting for the conference, and it also makes it more accessible to to more people. I get that, and it sounds like a good answer. Uh, I can't help but wonder if it's because... We really need you guys to QA our stuff because we're busy QAing everyone else's stuff as part of Project Zero. <laughs> Sorry, we're really busy trying to punch holes in Microsoft code. Can someone else come in and <laughs> and, and test this stuff for us? We
2: really don't want to be called hypocrites anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, there's no evidence to suggest that. It's just kind of in the back of my mind, wondering. <laughs> um in, in what the crap Google News? It turns out that Google is working with blackberry <laughs>
2: <laughs> and just because we had to mention blackberry
1: <laughs> yeah um, that's really all the news we have on that no, th- um, this also- is
0: actually legitimate news google is working with blackberry to try and make their google for office apps more secure
2: or the, the um, android for work you mean
0: yeah android for work sorry thank you yeah, um, yeah they're trying they're basically trying to make things more secure you know Uh, I think we talked a little while ago about how um, Samsung worked with BlackBerry to beef up their Knox security. Mm -hmm. Uh, Google's now basically trying to do the same thing so that Android for work will uh, be a lot more secure and more companies will be quick to jump on it.
1: And and this is a fair thing because we've brought up in the past the best way to secure yourself from a network attack or to secure anything is, of course, to disconnect it from the network. And BlackBerry, I think, is the leader in being disconnected. (laughs) (laughs) So they really have a lot to bring to the table. They're so disconnected
0: Um, they could be a politician. Oh,
2: yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. I mean, joking aside, the way a BlackBerry enterprise server works is that. It's its own network, and then it's, it's a not, proxy. Yeah, it, it it has this heavy firewall between your company network and the actual internet, and so it works perfectly for businesses that have to keep certain information siloed in that in that organization. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's disconnected for lack of a better uh, term.
1: Uh, in other BlackBerry news, uh, the BlackBerry Classic, which is a throwback to all the crappy BlackBerry phones that were good when they first came out and are now just a pile of dung um, goes one more step towards the dung pile by introducing a new variant without a camera. Now, the reason behind this is because, and this happened all the time back in the day, companies said, yeah, you can bring a cell phone, but we don't want you to have access to a camera where you could potentially take pictures and steal secrets. You know, that's not very sensitive. We don't want that. Uh, And so BlackBerry back in the day used to have different variants with and without cameras. Trio used to have to do this. Handspring had to do this. Um, It was not uncommon. However, uh, so they're bringing that feature back, and there's going to be a BlackBerry Classic with a camera and a BlackBerry Classic without a camera. Here's the problem with all of this. See, in the time since BlackBerry was relevant and today, a little part of the industry has sprung up called MDM, or mobile device management. And if your IT guy is really – I mean, if it's part of company policy that you're not allowed to have a camera phone on the company network, they can push out policies through MDM that when you join your phone to their network, their network disables the camera. Yeah. So – Good job, BlackBerry, I guess. No, you can't take um, pictures of your
2: kids. Good job.
1: <laughs> well, and that's why some people, some executives that work for companies like that will have two phones yeah. because one is the company one and it doesn't have access to BlackBerry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it doesn't have yeah. access to BlackBerry. <laughs> it doesn't have access to the camera and it can only hop onto one Wi-Fi and it's encrypted. And then they have their other phone that works everywhere but work. So in... Um, yeah, yeah apple news sorry guys i'm jumping around i'm trying to segue nicely here so (laughs) um in apple news a patent troll randomly got very lucky against apple um not much to say about this one except for somehow a patent troll who is now going after samsung google and everyone else said that apple uh was specifically working on a way to bypass digital rights management uh and data storage uh, the company name is Smart Flash. It is a patent troll. It only owns these patents to enforce them, and their only office is across the street from the courthouse. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Running distance. That's all now, I yeah. let me ask you this, Zook. You say that that the patent troll got lucky, but he was this company was seeking eight hundred and fifty-two million in damages. However, Apple said. That it was worth four hundred and fifty million in damages, not nope. eight hundred and fifty-two. So, no, no, million. no, oh, four point five million. Four point five. Sorry, my bad. Now, isn't that right? There saying that Apple is acknowledging, yeah, we infringed on this patent because it's worth this much money. It's just not, not necessarily.
1: <laughs> the, they what they're doing is they are okay, and I, I don't want to get into politics again. But the same thing is happening throughout america with a lot of things okay uh in a criminal trial you have to be proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt right yeah allegedly in a in a civil (laughs) trial and in the news now all you have to do is be accused of something and it's up to the defense to prove it wrong that's not official, people. I get that. That's not how the law is meant to work, but that is what especially patent lawsuits have turned into. So what Apple does, and all companies do, is they weigh how much it's going to cost them to defend something, how much their lawyers are going to cost and research, how much time this is going to cost versus what they can gain from it. So what Apple was probably saying is the uh, $4.5 million is the break-even point. If we can pay him $4.5 million and make this just end, and that saves us a long, protracted um, lawsuit, then we've actually saved money in the long run. Because, yeah, we could go to court with him and we'd win, but we're still out millions of dollars in legal fees. So, uh, unfortunately, Apple was told to pay $532.9 million. Which has just emboldened them to go against Samsung, Motorola, Google and whatnot.
0: Yay. <laughs> um Now I, I should I should mention that Apple did say no we didn't. This guy's just a troll. So I, I don't want people to think that I'm taking Oh, we
1: know you're anti troll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I know personally that you would hunt them if it were legal. <laughs>
0: Who's to say it's not? What's the bounty on trolls? Are are they they protected?
1: (laughs) If they're puff-exempt, yeah. Just go Um, under a
0: bridge somewhere.
1: Speaking of legal and um, trolls, and maybe hunting, I don't know, uh, the FCC recently started putting the hammer down against certain app manufacturers, and when I say app, I mean, of course, mobile applications, who were claiming that their application could identify cancer that you could take a picture of your skin and using special algorithms and identify whether or not you had skin cancer. And in a nutshell the SEC said unless your app was smart enough to make it through med school, no.
2: Yeah, that has so. some pretty bad implications if if a false negative or a false <laughs> a false positive comes up and freaks someone out into thinking they have cancer when they really don't.
1: Not to name. mention the fact that these apps were were crap. They didn't actually do anything, but they all cost money, and not a small amount. Yeah. So this was definitely a scam. Um, okay, where should we go next? Let's go to Magic and that yeah. service for Colin. <laughs> so, so Magic oh, is a gosh. service that just barely started. I on the
2: twenty first of February, uh, these these people started up a texting service where you could text them any request as long as if as long as it was legal and as long as you were willing to pay for the amount they quoted they would do anything for you um, That's anything from reservations to delivering things for you um, finding hot mamas right. again the, the legal part there
1: <laughs> but um, he didn't say being a hot mama he said finding
2: <laughs> oh okay yeah, well. yeah, come on there's a little difference there gray area there <laughs> I'm not looking for a prostitute or a hooker so they, within two days they had over seventeen thousand we'll That
1: one go <laughs> request. <laughs> yeah, um, I I read a really interesting editorial on Gizmodo about it where this where one of their writers just to test the service bought a fish three gallons of water a fish tank a heater fish food gravel. And they delivered it all that day. They even went so far as to find out the exact food for that fish, the type of toys and whatnot that that fish would like. Warn her that the fish may not live because the tank hasn't been acclimated yet. You know, just so you know. And she said, yes, I know, but it needs to be today. And they still did it. It cost her $200.
2: Yeah. Which probably would have cost her about that much if she did it herself. But that's a lot of driving around. For
1: Yeah, they charged her for time (laughs) and whatnot. But they did it. And they were polite. And when it was done... Yeah. There was no more. There was nothing messy after that. The so,
0: weird thing, though, is at night she put the the <laughs> cover over the fish tank to keep it from keeping her up, and then in the morning she took it off and the tank was gone. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: took it back. It just disappeared. It, it was an
0: illusion.
2: So it, I added this to the show notes, not not because of of the actual company, because I, I mean that's that's cool and everything, but um, the reason why I added it is because if you if you think about um, where this could go. Um, take it a couple steps further, and if more companies like this start popping up, or, or or this company gets bigger, think what would happen if you add it, add that functionality to Google Now or Siri or Cortana, and you have yourself your own, your own personal concierge.
1: Well, if you do it through Google Now, it's going to be delivered by a drone
2: <laughs>
0: or Amazon.
2: <laughs> but but no, I mean the, the thing that makes this different i mean there there are services out there that do this already but they're all run by bots for the most part and there are some human interactions uh but this one is 100 percent human interaction if you had that through you know google now or siri or or uh cortana think of what value that would add to that i mean the 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 idea of having something at your fingertips instantly i mean with with this you have to know the text the the uh yeah the text message number um, but when you can just talk to your phone and say okay google send me send me an, an aquarium full of fish you know
1: that that's where yeah. i think the value is going to be
0: that'd be kind of cool
1: um, i would be interested to see how that work but yeah. i
0: do like the fact that it's all human and not all bots because judgment day has been <laughs> pushed back a little bit i think because of this
1: so so an assassin droid doesn't show up at your door ready to kill you and deliver fish.
0: Can you ask <laughs> for that, I wonder?
1: <laughs> I need an assassin droid to show up.
0: Text are, it. The number's right there. Are, are assassin up- droids illegal? <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Well,
2: they've got predator um, drones. I, I don't think assassin droids are any different.
1: Um, Let's move into some Samsung news. This one's an interesting one about the S6. Turns okay. out they're having some slight supply chain issues uh, regarding their special double curve phone. Uh, evidently, the yield is not quite what they were hoping for. What's more, um, even the non-curved version is kind of getting up there in price. You can get a 128-gig version of the flat phone for over $1,000. Now, that's, I mean, the G3, which I have and Schmitty has, uh, I believe is $799 off-contract. So it was six ninety nine. I know because I bought it off contract. (laughs) Right, right. So I I mean, smartphones are more expensive than people think, but that's still a steep premium, and that's the non curved version.
0: Yeah, and then for the I, I just imagine for the hundred sided phone that they've got that they just were rolling it and trying to determine you know their supply chain, and they rolled a one. I, I'm pretty sure that that's what happened <laughs> that's that's the ultimate d d phone though <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah. awesome
1: now the uh, the top end 128 gig curved phone is probably going to be around twelve hundred dollars um, but that's if they have enough to sell my question is is how many people actually want to buy it yeah, you get you know, i i, I I don't know if they even know how many people want to buy it in the first place. And then to bring it out when they don't have a steady supply chain for it seems premature, I think is the right word. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if
2: that's why that they're pricing the phone so high is because they're taking a risk with the curved phones. Um, maybe they're not making as much as them. And so to compensate, they're raising the prices. I don't know. It, it, it still seems really risky for me, even if that were the case.
3: My biggest worry on the phone is just going to be protection. Because honestly, having that many exposed sides... And with how often people drop their phones, really, Zook? Really?
1: <laughs> Come on now. I was holding it together real well till you called me out.
3: Three years, people. Three years. What? I, I, My mind didn't go there.
2: I didn't either. So Come it's on. it's all Zook. It's all on Zook.
0: <laughs> Even I didn't go there, and we all know I'm the guy that goes there.
1: I, I was I was filling a void.
2: I'm still trying to backtrack and try to find out what he said that <laughs> led to Zook to believe. Uh, the
1: ex- whatever.
3: Exposed sides. He, okay. needs, he,
1: he wants more protection for all his exposed sides. Okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah I still so don't see it. I am
1: yeah. a child. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot of people were clamoring for this design of phone in the first place. I mean, it, the Galaxy Edge kind of proved to us that no one really cared enough to buy it. You know, I, I can't say no one because it did sell some, but it didn't sell many. Um, and let's see here. The problem with going out of order is I don't know what we've already talked about, and what let's we see,
2: haven't. Charting dope flows for science. For science, okay. So, but <laughs> <laughs> well, these are like the ebbs and the the ch- the dope ebb and flow.
1: No, no, like rappers <laughs> flows. <laughs> Straight up. So, um. This guy made something called the Rapalizer. What it did is it analyzed rap rhymes from different rappers and looked for multi syllable rhymes, which are typically the most, quote unquote, dope. <laughs> and then it ranked them to see who has, scientifically speaking, the most dope flow.
2: Uh, Inspector. It Deck. also. <laughs> yeah, it also went
1: into uh, looking for rhyme detection, uh, and you know, this is what we need things for, okay? We, we, Siri, Google Now, Cortana, that's all great, but we need to really analyze more hip-hop.
2: You know, this would actually be a really good tool, if, if made into like an app or something, so that a rapper, before... Before laying a track.
1: It's like SEO analysis.
2: <laughs> like, How is this going to sound? He like, sings it into his phone, and the phone can give him an actual rhyme rating with the rapalizer. Right? Now,
1: <laughs> it, they, they go into uh, the rhyme factor. Uh, who is at the bottom of this? The Lonely Island. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Shakespeare is, right is at 85. That's not a rapper. That's Shakespeare. Uh, Snoop Shakespeare Dog, did Dr. have some Dre. pretty
0: dope flows.
1: He got mad play. Um, but Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre are 77, 78, DMX 76. Um, Jedi Mind seen, Tricks. Is it Nicki Minaj, 32. Um, Eminem, 39. Moving up, we have number fu- number one, number fun, number one, Inspected Deck. Yeah. See, I'm white enough, I have no clue who that is.
3: Okay, so... I opened up their BattleBot w- and decided clan. to type in a quick line and said "stolen droids rock some serious socks" and then split it. And I got, "But you don't, you show up to my crib with your period on." Okay. By l- it was apparently a ludicrous quote. <laughs> apparently, that's what rhymes with that.
2: Yeah, Inspector Deck is from Wu Tang Clan. It's apparently the <laughs> the rhymiest, rappiest.
1: See, and I, I don't know if you, like, wikied that because that's what you do, or...
2: I was a big Wu-Tang fl- fan, <laughs> Flan. I mowed the lawn to Wu-Tang Clan, okay?
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting because Wu-Tang Clan is only 63. on a bumper sticker. Sorry, go ahead, Zoner. Wu-Tang Clan is only 63. However, inspect a deck, number one. So, mm. uh, was the rest of work, Wu-Tang so. Clan bringing the brother down?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We could sleep we tr- there. Were they tripping his flow?
0: <laughs> you can't handle the flow, son.
1: Like <laughs> the, the Jiggy Jar Jar do. We need to throw that into Dirty the rap. Birdy dirt. <laughs> we need to throw, yeah, uh, Carl Papa into the Rappalizer, see what happens. Um, our final headline comes as a, you know, we, we, we tried to sidestep the political issue with the net neutrality, but we're going to dive right into it hardcore here uh, and give a proper PSA for politicians out there, not just politicians, people in general, politicians are people, they're crappy people, but they're people. So this is some um, advice you can take to heart. If you're going to break the law, stop posting it to Instagram and Twitter and Facebook don't pin it. Don't use your phone at all. Just saying. Okay, this isn't as bad as the teenager who decided to murder someone and then take a selfie, but uh Republican Representative Aaron Shock. Shock? That's his actual name? Shock. Yeah. Shock. Okay. Um he's an Illinois congressman and he's under currently uh, several ethics probes for spending more than $40,000 on air travel uh going to concerts uh, and misidentifying and writing off the funds. Well, how do you plan? How do you prove that? You can't actually prove that. Uh, he lists one thing that he went to a PAC fundraising event. PACs are notoriously hard to track money through by design. Well, you know It helps when he Instagrams himself and checks in and leaves the geotag in the EXIF data with his pictures. Associated Press cross-referenced all the pictures in his Instagram account And who he's taking pictures with and was able to use it to actually chart out how he was traveling and where he was at different times. I'm just going to put this out there again. If you know you're doing something that you could be fired or arrested for, please stop tweeting it. You're just making the human race look stupid by comparison. I mean, you're bringing us all down. You're tripping our flow. (laughs) Use Reddit. It's much harder to track that. Oh, yeah. Use Fortune. That guy keeps secrets like no one's business.
0: You know, I'm looking at his Instagram account here. Dude's got some, like, he's got pictures with, like, Garth Brooks and Steven Tyler and, I don't know, some Pope-looking dude.
1: It might be the Pope.
0: It might be. I don't know. Now,
1: it should be said that he has issued a statement concerning all of these uh, ethics probes, uh, and he says, haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate, 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 hate. This guy somehow made it into politics. I'm not sure how this happened. Illinois, you've got a lot to answer for,
0: okay? He made it into politics because he's corrupt. That's what they do. If you're in junior high or high school and the guidance counselor sees that you have a heart as black as the night and no soul whatsoever, they're going to say, you should go into a career in politics. Yep. (laughs) The Zook has no response.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to segue from that into our favorites. I can't do it. Especially mine. Mine so doesn't go into that. Um, We should have gone with the the rap analyzer. Uh, So, yeah. Our favorites this week. Mine comes from the Jimmy Kimmel show. He's been doing this huge crossover concert tour where he takes different artists who have similar names or names that can be fit together. And he puts them and he mashes them up into a concert. Uh, I, I especially like Morris Day and the Heim. Uh, Haim is, of course, three sisters who sing. Their last name is Heim, and I love Morris Day and the Time, so that just worked quite well. Uh, This time he had Kenny and Warren G. Yes, Kenny G, the Muzak-playing dentist room lobby uh, saxophonist, um, and Warren G, um, who had the great rap hit uh, Regulate somehow this works. It works really, really well listening to a jazz sax uh, play to a a classic hip-hop song. Uh, So, uh, check that out. We were actually fighting over this favorite uh, for most of the week, but I I, I ended up with it.
0: I conceded it.
2: (laughs) Okay, so, uh, my favorite uh, because I couldn't have the Warren G and
1: the Kenny G. I gave you another mashup.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this is also brought to you by Zook. So, this is Zook's favorite but I'm sharing it. Uh, H- Halo Two Anniversary, uh, track called Peril, redone um, in Jeopardy fashion. At first, I, I misunderstood this and was kind of confused listening through. It. I thought it was <laughs> Halo Two Anniversary Peril with the Jeopardy theme mashed into it, and I couldn't. <laughs> like Alex Trebek, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for the you know the the Jeopardy tune, but it's not. No, this guy redid it with the string plex um, of you know that are that are found in the Jeopardy theme um, read it in and put that into the peril track of Halo two anniversary. It's really well done. And I actually like it better than the original peril track. So check it out.
3: All right. So my favorite uh, is the Power Rangers D um, The uh, director, Joseph Kahn uh, basically created a short film uh, that would be based on the Power Rangers grown up, and basically showed them with massive amounts of PTSD that were backed with blood splattering, gore, and cocaine filled violence. I guess <laughs> is the easy ways, easiest way to put it. Um, and there's there's a lot of a lot of different opinions based on it right now. Uh, I know the actor who played Tommy Oliver, the original Green Ranger, Jason David Frank. <laughs> said that um he he didn't necessarily like it just because of the fact that a lot of the fans right now they're still kids. Yeah, we grew up with them, uh but you know, we've got kids that if they came across this, it would not be very appealing at all. Um and it just goes to, sh- to show that like I don't I don't know. I think the the video on this has been removed probably at least 10 times by now. Uh, between Zook posting the link for for this video and me seeing it again, it's already gone. Uh, and so, a lot of controversy on it. Check it
0: out. See what you think. And speaking of controversial, uh, Batman is back. And I don't say controversy because it's Batman. I say controversy because he has an M rating for Arkham Knight, which is the sequel to Arkham City takes place about a year after uh, Arkham City from what I understand although the trailer leads you to believe that it's it's pretty close but all the stuff that I'm seeing says it's right after uh, but looks like Batman is going to be fighting the Scarecrow this time around and you get to drive the Batmobile which is awesome but the trailer gave me a lot of nerd happiness so check it out and you'll basically have a good time.
1: <laughs> the double, the Shooter McGee double gun there, is that what oh, you geez. just did for us? That's what
0: I did. Well, <laughs> you called me out for, for saying basically in honor of somebody who we basically know. I don't know what you're basically talking about. I know you basically don't.
2: <laughs> basically one of the droids. One. <laughs>
1: Basically, I'm just actually waiting for the Batmobile to be available in a racing game. That's an unlockable I want to do there.
0: That'd be basically awesome. Gran Turismo Batmobile Edition. That'd be, uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Or Batmobile Gran Turismo Edition.
1: Put that, and the Mach 5, and the DeLorean, and the Knight 2000. Ecto-1. Industry 2000. Ecto-1 drives like a brick. How do you A you brick. How do you know? Have you driven it's it? It's a 53 Mercury Meteor. Have you driven <laughs> can't it? can't drive any other way. All right. Hey, that is our show this week. We are so happy you decided to stick with us despite us. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Give us a call at 801 geek or feedback at StolenDroids.com. Until next time, cheers. End of line.
0: Hasta luego. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.